Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave Severns, and with me today is lead pastor Paul Eastwood. Now, oh. Paul, you are not Chris Heiss. I am not. I am not and Kristen. Chris Heiss. No, <laughs> I am not you're Kristen. You're also not Kristen. And yes, I'm not Chris were, Heiss. If you were in the hub on Sunday, you would understand that uh, Kristen was supposed to do the hub, but Paul stepped in instead. Um, so normally on this podcast, uh, for those who are regular listeners, we unpack Sunday sermon, usually with whoever preached Sunday sermon and kind of go on some tangents and, yeah. and have a little bit of fun talking about stuff. But this week we're doing something a little bit different. What are we doing, Paul? Yeah, we wanted to do a little something different today because uh, we are in a very strange time. We're in this kind of moment as a church and we're sort of re-emerging from hibernation. It feels mm-hmm. like we've been stuck um, under a rock for a long, long time, and people are starting to poke their heads out and reach out their hands and feel if the rain is coming down hard or whatever it is. And so there's this kind of like coming out into the open and sort of re-engaging with our our, our culture, our society around us. And yep. so what does that mean for the church? And we wanted yep. to take some time today to actually consider, um, you know, think about, like I, we wanted to talk a little bit out loud with you Mm-hmm. Um, about what we've been talking about as a staff and what we've been talking about uh, behind closed doors because we've got lots to pray about, lots of questions to to resolve and uh, things that we are aware of. And so we wanted to talk about that in a, in a forum like the podcast. Yeah, and I can... I can bet that as you heard Paul say, we're coming out of hibernation, we're kind of entering a new season, you had one of two reactions in some amount of extremity. You either thought, yes, it's about time, finally we're here, or you thought, no, 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 it's way too early, we can't do that. And we know that this is really hard and that there's lots of people in lots of different places for lots of good reasons. Um, but this is why we actually want to talk about it. And it's something that, as Paul said, we as a leadership have spent a lot of time thinking and praying about wrestling through. Um, we don't pretend that we know it all, but we're doing our best and we're doing our best to move forward. So with that, this yep. Sunday, this last Sunday, August 2nd, the long weekend, you know, great weekend to start something. Um, we decided to start our in-person services and both you and I were there, Paul. Um, how did you feel about it personally? Yeah, it was interesting. You know, we, um, uh, you know, kind of coming out of the house and, and going into the church, going through those motions was a little strange. I mean, now I had to iron both sides of my shirt and wear long mm-hmm. pants. Like I haven't done that in no, a long no time. No shorts. What was that, eh? <laughs> I know. So that was weird to begin with, but I didn't know how I was going to feel coming into it. You know, I would I would say that, you know, my family have been uh, relatively conservative with, uh, with all of this. Uh, we tend to follow the instructions that we've been given. And we're uh, uh, cautious about um, about sort of the interactions that we're having, making sure that those are appropriate and keeping distance and all that kind of stuff. So just to give you a background of where my where I'm at, um, so when we arrived, I wasn't really sure how I was going to feel about it. Um, the really fascinating thing for me was that as people were coming through the doors, there was this kind of warm feeling of you know, kind of camaraderie and friendship and you see people yeah. that you haven't seen in a while and all of a sudden, you know, you're, you kind of smile behind the mask and it becomes kind of this really cool moment where people start gathering together and there's this momentum and it's like, I never thought I'd feel that way. But when I saw, mm-hmm. you know, some of, some of my friends come through the door, uh, it was actually kind of a, a, a really sort of rich and warm experience. Um, how was yeah. it for you? Yeah, I would say the same. And before I get there, I just want to be clear. If you don't know, um, last week's E! News, we had a link. Uh, we did a little video kind of explaining. We yep. have really great safety measures in place. You have to pre-register for the service. There's yep. social distancing, masks are mandatory. There's hand sanitizer all over. We've taken extra cleaning precautions. 
Um, only one of every three pews is open. We're not singing. Uh, uh, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of measures in place. We, you can't hang around in the lobby. Um, it, so knowing all that and, and having planned all that, um, been a part of that, I honestly going in thought this isn't going to be a great experience. I thought to myself, you know, I love church. I love being together with the people of God, but is being this far away, not being able to sing, not, not feeling like I can interact. Is it going to feel like I'm together with people? And I was genuinely surprised at how joyful it was and how much fun it was just to see people and to, to wave at people from 20 feet away to say hi. I mean, there weren't many of us, right? There were you know, 35, 40 of us with the volunteers who were there. Yep. Uh, but even our our stripped down tech crew who was there, they just had a blast. It was so good. Um, there was such a good communal feel. And I, I was honestly genuinely surprised. And um, it reminded me of some of these things that I feel like I've I've almost forgotten. I know are true, yep. but this this idea that we need human interaction and we need to say hi to one another. Um, and you can you can actually do that while obeying these restrictions. You can do it with yep. a ton of safety. I felt way safer at church than I have at Home Depot or at the grocery store. I don't know about you, Paul, but I'm yep. like Barb especially. Barb has been taking care of so many of these details Absolutely. and she's done a phenomenal job. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so we want to, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about this. And so you kind of get a better sense for what we're thinking. Um, and, and we want you to know that we understand both sides. We recognize that there are some who can't come to church because of, uh, you know, physical limitations or because they're in the vulnerable category or they just don't feel ready yet. We totally understand that. Um, but I get the sense that as you listen to this, um, you know, as as uh, Dave was saying, right, when you when we first started talking about this, we have these two responses. People are either, you know, kind of yay or no. And those mm-hmm. two things are not just on the opposite sides of the spectrum. Sometimes they in, they, they tend to be a bit adversarial. And I talked yeah. about this in the in the podcast that we need to show grace to each other. Uh, we need to recognize that there are some people who just don't feel ready yet. And that's okay. We also need to recognize there are some people who do feel ready and that's okay too. But what I think, what I am going to say, you know, as we move this conversation along is that I believe that there's something very valuable about us coming together. And it's an intangible uh, thing that I don't, I don't know if I can really necessarily put a finger on it, Mm -hmm. but coming together is something that we were designed to do. Um, and when it comes to church, there's this rhythm and a habit that gets formed when we start coming out of our own spaces and gathering together as the people of God, and certainly down the road to be able to sing songs to each other, to listen to the word of God, to pray together, to encourage each other, all of those kinds of things. Um, it's Mm -hmm. so valuable that we come together. And what I don't want us to miss is that this is something that we long for in terms of you know doing this in a more full way down the road. Yeah. And I don't want us to get to a point where we get so comfortable where things are at that we forget or, or f- don't uh, tap into that really important resource uh, when it becomes available. And you know, for some of us that may be available even this week and the next week yep. and as we move into September. Yeah, and and don't hear us as trying to say everyone should come uh, immediately. That's not where we're at. Um, but if you hear in our conversation uh, a bit of a you know maybe you should consider this. That 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 is actually fair. Um, I think we we both believe that um, that this is something that is important, uh, and there are good reasons to not do it, and there are 
other reasons that maybe aren't so good. And if this conversation causes you to question your own motives, good. Uh, we've had to do it so many times as a staff. Right. Um, that, that, that's part of this process. Again, no shame here, but uh, I think part of our job as leaders and part of what we're called to is to, to lean into how do we follow Jesus better? Yeah. Um, and as Paul just said, I think there is something really fundamentally important about being together in person. So, so talk to me a little bit, Paul, about... Um, obviously we've been doing online digital church until now and it's been good. I think, I think we can say it's been good, but what's missing from that? Hmm. What, what is not quite there with that? Well, I mean, I think that the way that I've always seen it and, and hopefully I get to the answer as I, as I kind of talk this through, but the way that I've always seen it is that, um, you know, I, well, I, I shouldn't say always seen it because I have to admit that, um, through, uh, going through this, this process has actually been, um, stretching for me to begin to think about ways that we can use technology to create a vibrant church. That That's yeah. really what we're looking for is vibrancy in our church mm-hmm. and whatever leads us towards that vibrancy, which, which really is about being a light in our community and a light in our lives and all of those kinds of things, whatever mm-hmm. leads to that I'm all for. One thing that I feel that I've noticed in, in this, um, in this time is that, is that technology is great to build on relationships that we already have. For instance, you and I know each other. We've spent lots of time together. So for me to check in with you on a video call is actually appropriate. And at times it does help Mm. now. And, but I think that it is secondary to the idea of us being able to come together face to face. Um, If something tragic were to happen in your life, you know, my, first reaction would be, I need to be there. And so I would show up. And, and I think that this idea of the, of being incarnational in the way that we live our lives is kind of what Jesus did when he came to the earth. He cared enough to show up, um, to be present in our, in our circumstance. And so, so there's something that's intangible about that presence that I feel like, um, I feel like that's the thing that's missing. I, I I don't think it's just, you know, encouragement or community or, you know, it's not like we need to hear the word together necessarily. And I don't know if it's any of those things. I think what's missing is an intangible thing that we can't really put our finger on, but mm. we know when it's missing. In fact, I would actually say that maybe we don't know when it's missing. Mm. We know when we re-engage and we feel that feeling. Yeah. We're like, oh, that's it. That's the thing that I'm missing, right? Yeah. And I think that's what uh, we and a number of other people we talked to kind of experienced a little bit of that. On yeah. Sunday. It's funny. So behind me right now is a poster that hangs on my wall that says the word became flesh. And made his dwelling among us, which is, of course, from John 1, uh, one of my favorite passages. And this idea that Jesus came to be with us, right? I mean, God gave us his word, which, you know, a book is is pretty good. It's not quite as good as a video call, maybe, but like, it's pretty good. And yet, what did it take for God to take the final step? Becoming one of us and being present. Yeah. Um, And then giving us the spirit, which is also with us, right? Like lives inside of us is here. Yeah. Um, so there, yeah, there's definitely theological roots there. Well, let's, um, yeah. And let's, let's jump on to a couple of the reasons that people may be feeling I need to stay home right now. And maybe yep. one of the feelings that you have is because you have kids and you know that mm-hmm. we don't have kids programs and, um, you know, you're not sure you can keep your kids quiet in church, or you're not really sure what that's going to look like as, um, you know, as you're sitting there in your family. So talk to me a little bit about that. Um, you know, where, how do yep. we sort of work through that in our mind as parents actually? Uh, and um, given that neither of us brought our kids on Sunday, neither of us brought let's our kids just be clear. For sure. <laughs> now, part of that, like in my case, um, 
we have one car. I had to be there quite early, so it's a little harder <laughs> yes. for me to. Normally, honestly, often my kids will come with Rachel and I and hang out at the church for a couple hours. Harder to do during COVID because we don't want them running around. Yeah. Um, but they they may actually drop me off this week and then come later. Uh, but I I would say you know this has probably caused you to rethink anyone who's listening if you've got kids rethink um, what it is to worship as a family in this season right we yeah. intentionally included kids moments and I know our family ministries department is big on this it's something we've started doing more of is having family services because we think there is something like being able to speak directly to the kids and kids programming is great we think it's appropriate and good most of the time but the end goal is forming our kids into followers of Christ. Um, and we think watching their parents, being with their parents, worshiping beside their parents, um, doing church together is a huge way to do that, which is why we still have these Hey Kids moments, yep. why we're doing them in our in-person services. Um, so, so I would say, like, if, you're, you know, if, if your kids have managed to sit with you in church, and, and I don't know about you, Paul, but I've been surprised how well my kids have engaged. Mm-hmm. during the pandemic they they actually sit and you know sometimes we bring a little notebook or something but if you want to bring a notebook to church mm-hmm. for your kids in case they get a little restless that's completely okay um i think the practice of worshiping together as a family is a hugely formative thing again it doesn't mean they understand every word of the sermon yep um, but can be really good and and in our household we've just you know they've been sitting through the online services so sitting through the in-person services um should be about the same. Yeah. Uh, we were surprised probably by the number of younger kids that were in the service. You know, not yeah. really young kids this this past week, but there yeah. were some that were, um, you know, kind of young teenagers or a little yeah. younger. Yep. And and I would say as well, um, and I, I these people will remain nameless, but I have spoken to several pastors o- over, the, over the course of this pandemic mm. um, who have been considering reopening and have expressed concern over the fact that kids might be disruptive in the service. And hmm, uh, that's a bit shocking to me because yeah. in our church, uh, we honestly have a, hey, your kid needs to, if your kid's being a kid, uh, we are going to show you lots of grace and love. And so um, if your kid's there and making noise and you need to leave, uh, fine. But if you don't want to leave or you're, if that's fine too, we're not going yeah. to be, um, you know, kind of doing any of that. And I think that our, service in person, uh, does lend itself to, um, it, it, you know, we're, we're hoping to see these a little bit shorter, uh, the services and, um, and certainly, you know, um, some of the elements like the kids, Hey kids moments and things are still in the service. Mm -hmm. Um, they're going to be shown, uh, on video, um, live in the service. And so, um, if you have kids and, you know, one of your concerns is, well, there aren't kids programs, so I'm not ready to come back. Um, you know, my, my recommendation would be, Hey, you know, at some point you might want to try it and see mm-hmm. what it's like to worship with your kids. Cause I'm, my guess is you haven't done that for a while. Um, yeah. um, because that's, I haven't done it for a while. It's kind of the way it works. Well, and, yeah. and I know parents, uh, myself included, one of the things we're worried about with, with the fall, with school getting off is kind of this expanding bubble, yeah. right? Like if, if my kids are in a classroom, if they're in a classroom plus kids ministry programs, what does that mean for the bubble? Hey, coming to church right now, bringing your kids with you, they won't leave your bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's again, no more risk than, uh, right. I, I would say less than going to the grocery store. So, um, yeah, that's a I very, very good point. Good there. Yeah. And our goal is not to open up those, uh, kids programs, um, 
you know, for a little while after we start, yep. uh, give us, give, you know, once in September, if we're going to live stream, if we are, we, we, you know, we're going to play everything by ear, but, mm-hmm. um, at that point we'll probably, we're probably weeks away from having kids, uh, join or actually begin programs. So at this point, you're right, you're still in your bubble. And, um, like you said, you're probably, it's probably safer than going to some places based on, uh, the measures that we put yeah. in place. What are some other things that people are, are kind of using and talking about, uh, when it comes well, to reasons not to be here? Yeah, so I want to talk a little bit about this double-edged sword of convenience and comfort. Sure. Um, so I think on one hand, you know, having full church services online, uh, we've, we've heard from some people who, who uh, before the pandemic, weren't able to be with us because of health concerns or because of travel or business or even vacation, mm-hmm. who were all of a sudden able to tune in, or people who had moved away and hadn't found a new church yet. And, you know, that's, that's great. Um, we're glad, but we, we don't do this. I I think I can say this. We don't do this so that we can reach a broader audience outside of our neighborhoods, outside of our like driving distance. I'll say Mm -hmm. if those people tune in, we're, we're thankful. We're glad to have them. Mm -hmm. Um, but part of our fear and part of the reason, frankly, why we didn't live stream our whole services before this is that we really do value the in-person service. And we think, yes, there is more effort that involved involved in getting there. And that's part of what's good about it. Yeah. Um, the fact that you can get up five minutes before church, pour your coffee while the singing has happened, kind of not really engage and not really feel anything about that. Listen to the sermon while scrolling on your phone. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to guilt anyone again, but um, there is this, this apathy and this comfort that creeps in that actually leads us to, to devaluing church. Um, is that, is that fair, yeah. Paul? Yeah. How, and how I do think, you feel about that? Uh, yeah, I think I think it also has a lot to do with habits, you know, the, mm, the, okay. the forming of habits. And I think there are spiritual rhythms that we get into and these habits that can't replace our faith. But I heard it said before, traditions or or habits that, that, be, that create kind of a magnifying glass through which we see and understand our faith better. Those are things worth holding on to. So if, mm-hmm. if it's not that the thing that we're not worshiping getting together as a church, no. but if getting together as a church helps us focus our attention on the king and the kingdom, then mm-hmm. it's worth doing in terms of a habit, in terms of forming. And I, I think what's happened over the, how many people, you know, raise your hand if you're driving or you're listening to this or whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm really interested in this because at the beginning, I think a lot of us would have said, you know what, I don't, I can't do this. We, we need to be back together. You know, this is crazy. I don't really like this. This is not the way. How many mm-hmm. of you have gotten to a point, um, and I'm, you know, where you get to this point where you actually say, this is kind of good. Like, I'm kind of easier. It's right? pretty easy. <laughs> like I just, I get up, I do my thing. I'm off to, you know, the rest of my day so quickly. If I can't do it, I can always just, you know, watch it a little later. I could play, you know, do something else. Um, I think that there's a lot of us that have gotten to that place. And if I look in my own heart, um, you know, even in terms of preparation and all this stuff, you know, when I do all the work for Sunday, generally speaking, when I'm finished on Friday and had everything recorded, uh, all of a sudden Sunday becomes kind of a completely different animal for me. Yeah. And, and there's a part of me that's like, Hey, I could get used to this, you know, having these, you know, the and, and, and that's, you know, I think that, it, you know, again, not a terrible thing, but something that we need to keep an eye on. What is our motivation? Uh, you know, yep. are we actually motivated by, um, is there, is there, is there an element of just comfort that is kind of pushing us in a different direction? Um, mm-hmm. it was just something to think about. 
Yeah, and it, you know, it's been it's been fascinating to think about um, how both of our jobs have changed. You know, one of the things I've joked about a couple of times, haven't had any comments about volume since this started, right? Mm-hmm. No one's mm-hmm. told me it's too mm-hmm. loud or it's too quiet. Um, yeah. Haven't really even had any comments about music selection. I think people are just thankful to have music, which yeah. is great. But part of, I'm, I'm increasingly convinced, um, part of the goodness of church, and this goes against so much in our society today, part of the goodness is doing things that aren't your preference. Yeah. Is being with people who you wouldn't naturally choose to be with. Mm-hmm. Um, part of this, like the, the amazing thing about the gospel is that it puts us all on level ground. Yeah. Which means that annoying older person or that annoying younger person or that person who talks too loud or the person who stands quietly in the corner and sulks or the, you know, take your pick can be literally anything. I get to do church with them yeah. and I am better because of it. Yeah. And digital church actually removes that to some extent. Now, maybe some of you are thinking, I still have to read the comments from them, you know, and that's like, yeah. fine. Um, and that's one of the reasons we actually, we premiere our services and we have live commenting because there is a bit of that interaction. Yeah. But as you said, it, it's great for those of us who have some relationship. It's not great for new people. Yeah. Um, you know, can you imagine meeting someone for the first time uh, on uh, like on a YouTube chat of a video, right? Yeah. There's not, it's, it's hard to do. Yeah. I need context. I need to know who you are. I need to be able to look you in the eye. Even if I, you've got a mask over your mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I that's part of the good of church that I think being able to do in person church will, will allow us. Yeah, that's well said. And I think, I think as we, as we wrap up here, there's a couple of things. Number one, I think we need to address the issue of those who are facing uh, reasons for not attending. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that you know that we want you to stay stay safe. Um, If there are reasons in your family for you to stay home, um, then uh, then you need to stay home. Uh, We are we there are valid reasons. What we're seeing today is ask yourself these questions. Have some conversations with the people that you live with or people that you Mm -hmm. spend time with and say, where is my motivation? Is it is it actually that that or is there something else going on? Yeah, that's um, that's so good. And maybe, uh, maybe you're high risk or bubbled with someone who's high risk. That's great. Um, you know, we would say. I mean, we we frankly we don't have capacity. If everyone wanted to come back to church next week, we yeah, we'd Couldn't run out it. of space. Yep. Um, so we think there's still like a lot of people are still going to have their best, and and yep. the best decision for them is to worship online. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe that's you, uh, but maybe you should consider who else is in my bubble. Are there people in our church in my bubble that I could even do church with? Yeah. Um, are there, are there people in my, in my bubble who maybe don't do church who I could still invite to do church with, right? Like there's, there's options there. Um, there's things to think about and there's, there's ways to be careful. And again, don't hear us trying to say, you need to come back. You need to come back. Um, we think eventually you need to come part back. of being human. <laughs> absolutely. You need to come back. It doesn't mean you need to come back this week, not this week and not. Um, yeah. yeah. And we are, we've said this so many times, Paul, as a leadership, we're, we're figuring this out as we go yeah. two weeks at a time. Yeah. Um, we're doing our best. We're thoughtful. We're prayerful. We're trying to listen to the right voices. Yeah. Um, we're walking that line. Uh, pray for us, please. We're, we're doing our best here. Um, and we appreciate that people are along with us, but we are, we're really excited to be getting back to being able to do this thing, which I think is, I, th- I think we agree is, is somewhat foundational to, yeah. to being a disciple, doing church. Again, it's not for the, just doing church for the sake of doing church. Um, 
but there's there's something in doing church that shapes us um and it shapes us one way when we're online and there's a lot of good in that and what we've created and i think there's a lot of good in the way that it shapes us in person yeah. i think it'll be even better when we can sing together again but yeah. uh agreed <laughs> all in due time right yeah yeah, and and I, what I'd like to you know one thing I'd like to say just as we as we finish up here is yep. is you know food for thought something to be thinking about down the road. One thing that I've recognized, and we've talked about this as a team, is that there are f- these foundational moments in our lives or experiences that we have, and if they're shared experiences, sometimes you can actually plot it on a graph or on a on a timeline and a map, and you can say here's a generation who experienced something together. And 10 years down the road, we can see that they either were strengthened by it or hurt by that cert- that cert- situation. Yeah. And what yeah. I think is a really good question for us to ask is what is this pandemic going to mean for your kids or your grandkids or your family or you yourself 10 years from now? What difference does this make five years from now? What difference does it yeah. make to your faith You know, down the road? That, I think, is a question that will begin to help us understand our motivations today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's so good. Um, you know, we've begun to scratch the surface on this. There's lots more we could say, but we're going to we're going to call it there for now. Yeah. If you have questions, if you want to challenge us on something we've said, even um, get in touch. We would love to hear from you. We would love to have your voice as part of the conversation. Absolutely. Um, we love the church and we love you and we love Jesus and uh, hope this has been an edifying and helpful conversation for you to be a part of. Uh, that is it for this week for Postscript. Next week, I think we'll be back with our regular scheduled stuff unless uh, you want to hear more of this, in which case let us know. Have a great week. <laughs>